I shouldn't have eaten a spoonful of peanut butter before doing this podcast. I was wondering what you were eating. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know if that's a good idea. Get your coffee, wake up, and then eat a spoonful of peanut butter. <laughs> spoonful of peanut butter. <laughs> like Mr. Ed. Hey everybody, welcome to Art Funk Creatives. This is the podcast where a couple of artists, myself, David Chung, and Hey Bodish, get together and we discuss being an artist and going through all of the horrible, horrible things artists go through, such as getting into a funk. And also some of the good things. Like getting into a funk. <laughs> That's right. Real quickly. You got a brand new huge TV, correct? Yeah, and it's I did. Awesome. 75 inches, baby. 75 inches of pure 4K. 4K, unadulterated <laughs> TV. Yeah, and and thank you for coming over yesterday. We we broke our social distancing rule, and we saw each other for the first time in how many weeks um, like in person? 250. <laughs> but more importantly yeah. than that we didn't use it to watch the space launch i all right i was so pissed that i forgot about the space launch yeah because we were so busy trying to install this 75 inch behemoth onto my wall and i forgot about it until i went to go pick up my son from my parents place and my son got to watch it so at least he got oh, to watch it that's good so i'm i'm happy that he was able to witness that and i was not but I'm yeah. also happy that it did not explode and end in tragedy for his first <laughs> rocket launch. Jeez. Too soon, Dave. Too soon. Uh, well, no, they're fine. No, I... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Perfect timing then. All right. Um, yeah. I When we got back, I was like, someone had commented on it. And I was like, shit. <laughs> we had <laughs> the perfect 75-inch beam to watch it on. I know, I know. I was so pissed. Um, I totally forgot because we were all ready for the first time they were going to launch and then they had to scrub it, yeah. as they say, which I'm still not really understanding why. They I think call it was it. the weather or they yeah. call it a scrub. Yeah, why they call it a scrub. It's because they then have to go give it a car wash, just mm -hmm. scrub it down. Scrub it down, probably. Yeah. I don't know. This yeah. is why we're artists and not we're space people. <laughs> rocket scientists. Rocket scientists. It's not so rocket we're not scientists. space people. <laughs> we're not space people. Um, uh, but yeah, no, I was, I was super, I was super pissed that um, I missed it. But oh well. But um, the magic is the magic of living in today is you can go back and watch it. Nope, it's not the same. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like sporting events. You can't really watch it once it's done. Yeah, that's it. Okay. You watch it once and then it's it's done. Speaking of, what's your favorite sport? I like the ball sport, the one with the ball. The one where they where throw they throw it. They, it. Throw it. Uh -huh. they throw the ball. Uh -huh. And then sometimes they kick it. Uh-huh. You know the ball that <laughs> yeah. has the the leather uh -huh. on it? Yeah. But that's, it's not real leather. Yeah, that's football. Yeah, the the foosball. The foosball. <laughs> we'll get into that sometime later. I do want to know more about your um, undying love about sports. Yeah, I, I like it when a bunch of friends get together and um, they chase after this ball. Yeah. 
and then a bunch of people just cheer. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, Who, it's what's fun. your favorite team? The the sports team. The sports team. Got it. The from sports LA team or New York. Probably from LA, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, I won't torture you anymore. <laughs> I guess I am. Uh, I'm not a space person, and I'm also not a sports person. No, if anyone <laughs> didn't get that, I'm just glad that right now sports have been canceled. You son of a bitch! <laughs> just a reminder: uh, if you like what you're hearing, please give us a five star rating on iTunes and uh, give us a follow wherever you listen to your podcast. Yeah, it really helps us out. And if you guys if you guys know somebody who's stuck in an art funk or could benefit from this creative podcast, definitely spread spread the word. Uh, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your mom, tell your dad, tell your kids, tell your kids' friends. No, maybe not. Tell go to, go to the playground. <laughs> tell the kids there. Stop that to come listen to this <laughs> podcast. We've got candy. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to do? You want to get into it? Sure. Let's get into it. Let, let's, let's 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 dive get, in. Let's let's get into it like we do our artwork. And so so don't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Sit here for twenty minutes before we even get started. Before we put All right. pen to paper or <laughs> pen to cintiq or pen in mouth and lick that ink. Yeah. Okay. How's your? Uh, your pen five or pen 15 coming. <laughs> oh, was that, was that our, okay. Yes. Yeah. So, you were working on something in uh, you were learning blender. I was, um, I am learning blender. And from our last episodes prompt, our creative prompt was create your own sex toy. Mm-hmm. And so I used that opportunity to, Help myself learn Blender. So I have a painting that I did about, I don't know, too many years ago. Um, it's Pendleton Become Self-Aware. Uh, you can find that on my Instagram page, The Ultra Chung. Um, it's about a little robot. Um, it's, a pen, it's a pen unit. And his unit number is 15. So he is pen 15. And he just realizes that his name is Penis. So I made a little sex toy out of him. So you could take his little head off and then there's a concealed little tickler built into his head. Probably push in the little ears and then it turns on and goes. And you can have yourself a little fun just uh, while you're working. Just pick up your little designer sex toy. Pop that baby in. I mean, it's good for massages too, right? Oh, yeah. It's a deep, hell deep of a tissue. massage. Deep, deep <laughs> tissue massage. All right. Well, I guess my question is, you've, I mean, worked in so many mediums. You've worked in, you know, uh, so many mediums. Like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> what's that stupid, the like clay and um, what's the other one? Stupid sculpting. clay. Sculpting. That's what I'm thinking <laughs> of. And, you know, and other programs, Photoshop and stuff like that. Why learn a new medium? for this specifically I don't know I I think this is my problem but I was thinking about this a lot and yes I do like to 
I do like to try a lot of different mediums, but it doesn't matter what the medium is. It's the content, right? I mean, that's that's what it's about. So when I'm trying new mediums, it's more of my curiosity taking over and I just want to try to get into something. Uh, and hopefully it'll unlock something else in me where I get to try something out that I'm not used to. And it'll let me see something that I never saw before in my own work. But as long as like the content is still me, it doesn't matter what the medium is. I, I think that's it's it's part of my like curiosity and just like ADD of just wanting to try new things just for the fucking sake of trying new things. You're an artistic endeavor. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but every time, well, I, I don't, I mean, every time I look at my, my work in different mediums, I can still recognize it as my own stuff. So that's, that's the key to it, I think. Well, what, what's your, like, what's your, I guess, what do you use the most? So I guess the most, the, the, the most common medium that I use is probably acrylic paints. Cause that's, that's what I started off as, um, that's what I started off using when I first started showing in galleries and doing illustration work. It's the fastest drying. It's um, and I'm just a very impatient person. Uh, I can't wait around for oils. Yeah. So I just, it. I just, I just, I love acrylics because of the immediacy. Because I'm such a procrastinator, I love working in acrylics because I can do a painting the night before, and nobody will know. And which you have done on multiple occasions. Yeah. Yeah. It's what you're forced into. But, but yeah, so that's, that's, that's my, uh, weapon of choice. But, um, then I wanted to learn more three dimensional work. So that's when I started learning and teaching myself how to sculpt. Using what? Sculpting? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Using clay. Sculpey clay. I mean, you've touched in on resin too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Molded so like, and um, casted and. Yeah, after after I made a sculpt, I was like, well, shit, why not try to take it further? Why not make multiples of this? And so I taught myself how to cast, but, mold, make molds and cast. But Dave, wouldn't it be easier to have someone else do that? Yeah, in it, it is. It is easier <laughs> to have someone do that, but it's also expensive. And, ah. and if you're just starting off, why not? try to learn it yourself so you understand the process so that when you hand it off to somebody you're not giving them something that is unproducible mm. like seems like a lot of work guy it's worth it <laughs> and a- it, it'll make your work better technically because you uh, you're starting to understand how to the more you do it the more you start to learn how to how to fix the problems that you know you had yeah i i I do uh i agree with that i've had i try to tell my students that to at least try sculpting or trying to work with something three-dimensional to understand two-dimensional yeah uh so i I, I guess i'm with you on that you guess you guess i guess but but i mean like so you and i we work in animation and um the main the main uh, tool that we use is uh, digital, working digital. digitally mm-hmm. in uh, either Photoshop or you you use Story uh, Storyboard uh, Pro or was <laughs> it okay with that? <laughs> <laughs> the yeah, bo- Storyboard zo- Pro. Do- bo- do- bo- do- um, occasionally Photoshop, but yeah, mostly Storyboard Pro. 
or regular uh, pencil and uh, paper. My my weapon of choice are is pencil and post-it notes. It's probably that's a good one. That's probably Actually, the most thing I draw on <laughs> of anything. But but so again, at the end of the day, who cares, right? I mean, it's not like it's what you have handy. It is. And it's something for you to get your ideas out onto something physical and tangible. Doesn't matter what it is. When well, I was in college, that. you could say that about tattoo artists too. Well, no, you can't. I'm just saying. No. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see your reaction. <laughs> I mean, so so when I was in college, I used to work at uh, PetSmart, and I would I was a stalker. Um, you were a stalker. I was a stalker. I would I would uh, stalk the puppies. Go around the different aisles, stalking the different pets <laughs> as they walked by. Oh, just hiding fish. behind the corners, watching their little dog butts. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was a, I was a stock boy, and then uh-huh. so like um I would have to stock the shelves, um, uh, pull pallets from from like the forklift and all that business. So every time we would put up or like empty out the shelves, I would steal they had like all of the dog food and cat food cans came in little cardboard boxes that were like perfect canvas size. And so I I had like a stack of like friskies and like science diet cardboard boxes that I would take home and I would use that to paint on and that's what all of my paintings were on for like a good two years really i only painted on cardboard boxes wow i didn't even know that that's a new story yeah and then so like um i i just remembered it again because i was um talking to my old college professor and he remind like he brought that up again he's just like oh man this motherfucker came into my class (laughs) and all he like he handed in his artwork on like cardboard boxes and I guess he was telling me that he still talks about me to to this day where like I just came in with paintings on old shitty pet food boxes <laughs> and pizza boxes. But that's interesting, though, because, that you know, I, I feel like. If you're looking for canvases, if you're someone that wants to try painting or, you know, new to it and you're not sure you don't want to spend all this money on canvases exactly. and stuff like that, that's actually a really good idea. And that was my philosophy, too, because I didn't have any money. Like I spent all my money on like just food and and like just rent trying to survive. Yeah. So like so I I painted on what I could. I didn't use the best paints. I used like I used the uh, basic brand paints, acrylic paints, which is like super entry level uh, yeah. paints. They're the stuff, good. The They're good you, enough. The stuff you give to a uh, as a present to a kid that you don't really know. <laughs> yeah. Like, but so exactly and but at the same time is in like it was frustrate it was frustrating the paint on but i could i was not afraid to make mistakes and that's how i learned um i learned by making a bunch of mistakes and then i was just trying to like figure it out but anyway so like my old professor was telling me he's just like but what i loved was just that you came in with all these like artworks on shitty canvases or cardboard boxes but the the content that's what it that's what mattered not not what you painted on yeah i and again like my daughters are starting to get into painting um which i'm totally encouraging uh but i and you know i have a 
bunch of canvases and shit I'd never used because I was like, oh, I'm going to try painting. And same thing. I'm not, you know, uh, I'm too impatient. I need something tangible now, which is why I took up something else. But um, I have all these canvases and my girls are running through them, painting and stuff like that. And so I'm thinking, oh, you know, I have to buy more canvases. Maybe I'll I'll buy those. Uh, what are the thin ones? It's just a board, just a painting board. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just just an art board or something. Yeah. Art board and maybe have to buy a pack of that. But we got tons of cardboard. Mm, start making them hobo painting. It's it's good, man. It's a it's so good to learn on because you really just you you don't give a shit. Yeah. All um, right. Well, there there's a great art tip for anybody out there that wants to try painting. Yeah. Just just don't don't buy the most expensive shit. Um really it it doesn't matter about the brand at first when you're start, first starting to learn. The the point is just to get your hands dirty. Dirty. Real dirty, dirty. and stock some pets. Become a pet stalker and stock some pets all right all right so but you were saying um you you use a lot of like pencil on post-its yeah what kind of work do you do though on them nothing it's just uh, mostly nothing (laughs) (laughs) i break the leads and then i just pretend (laughs) no no i i mostly i always have a post-it around i have one here you know, I have them at work. I have them all over the place. And mostly it's doodles or it's trying to figure out scenes and and uh, panels for storyboards and stuff like that. But, yeah, it's just mostly just doodle stuff. And then do you keep them all. If there's a doodle on there, I like. Yeah, yeah, I do keep them. But I, I don't know. Like, it, I, I remember not that long ago, I went to uh, fanfare in New York city, which was a little convention and they gave me a booth, which was really awesome of them, but I didn't have anything. I'm not one of those um, artists that have prints and you know, all that stuff. So I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know. I'd like to put something out there. So I ended up, what I did was the animation guild had a post-it note art gallery. And so one of my good friends had all these extra kind of boards that were cut larger than a regular like long post-it okay so i asked for those and i was like hey can i borrow some of those or borrow can i have some of those uh you're gonna ask for them back one day what the fuck you do to this (laughs) you're a bunch of dicks on it (laughs) well yeah i just wanted to borrow it um so (laughs) but i ended up doing post-it drawings on those and then putting them on the little board and then they had a little plastic cover to them they came out really nice and uh Cool. Yeah. And, you know, putting that out there was it was kind of weird, you know, because, again, I'm not I would love to do more tangible drawings, um, but I'm just comfortable in my zone with with Storyboard Pro and uh, just digital, you know, Photoshop. Although, um, again, I got back into my old kind of comic book influence ways and uh there's this company. I, I kept getting these Photoshop brushes on my uh, my my feeds uh, called the True Grit Texture Supply. Oh, yeah. Com. You were showing me those. Those yeah. are awesome. And they came out with these brushes that are like a lot of comic book dry brushes and all this stuff. They're great. 
there. And so I've been playing with those and using those more in um, in Photoshop, you know, which got me wanting to do more inking to learn how to ink on, you know, traditionally and stuff like that. But then it's like it's so daunting <laughs> just well, thinking about that, you know. Well, I think that's a problem that a lot of artists have, right? It's um, I don't know. I mean, tell us, like, if you're out there, is this something that everyone else has problems with? You know, well, it's like it's like when you anytime you get a new, a brand new moleskin sketchbook or a pentalic, you're just like you open it up, you crack it open, and you're just like, fuck. I'm going to fuck this up. The first <laughs> yeah. page has to be a masterpiece. <laughs> okay. So real quickly on that, because you and I have worked for multiple studios and these studios, um, one of the, I guess, kind of, I don't want to say general, but one of the things they do like to give to artists on special occasion stuff are sketch pads, right? Or like a production and they'll have the little character. Oh, yeah. You know, like we both worked on Sanjay and Craig. Yeah. And remember, we got the little Sanjay and Craig sketchbook. Yeah, that sketchbook was awesome. I use yeah. that. For, yeah. So we have a, we've, I've gotten a ton of those, never used any of them. Really? Yeah, exactly for that reason, because it's like, I'll bust it open. I'm like, okay, here we go. I'm going to make a cool sketchbook. And then I'm like, eh, not today. <laughs> <laughs> so what I like to do is anytime I get a brand new sketchbook, the first page, I make sure it is the shittiest drawing ever. <laughs> Just just to kind of like um, pop the cherry on it mm -hmm. and just like, you know, and maybe that's a good analogy. I mean, your first time is never good, right? Uh, <laughs> the first time is always awkward and um, uh, you're yelling at each other. You're saying it's the wrong hole I, and nobody nobody's having a good time. So just I, just fuck it up. I, so I, so for the first page, just fuck it up. I don't. No. Get it dirty. Oh. Just spit on it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Um, but no, but then after you get get so, past that, you're just like, ah, oh, fuck this. I, it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. I mean. Well, what, here's the thing, too. A sketchbook is made for a sketchbook. I think because of, you know, the gram and all the sites where you share stuff. Um, again, I tell my students this. A sketchbook is to practice, right? So. I don't understand all these beautiful drawings. Every page has to be like completed. A sketchbook is supposed to be so that you take it out, you practice, you know, and and, and you kind of get that out before you do something. But I've been seeing like, you know, you, I'm sure everybody's seen it where the, somebody draws in a sketchbook and it's like, you know, I did this in two minutes. And you're like, you didn't do that in two minutes. That's like yeah. way too perfect. You know. Yeah, but this this the sped up version is only two minutes long. My bad. <laughs> My bad. That's that's on me then. That's on me. <laughs> but okay. So getting back on that, you know, getting back on the sketchbooks. Um, my sketchbook was, I think, that's how I became a post-it guy, because my sketchbook always ended up being post-its, you know, and so using pencil or using like another favorite of mine was uh the cola race oh yeah yeah i love cola race i love the the dark green and the the dark blue one um and i would just use those you know on post-its and sketch things out and seeing how they work and stuff like that and so that initially became my sketchbook as opposed to 
having the nice ones and the moleskins and, and stuff like that. Even though I've had moleskins, it's just I never took my own advice on that. On just like you said, fucking it up. You know, yeah. I always wanted to. I always wanted to serve it wine and and have a nice bed <laughs> full of roses. You know, right, right. But, you know, um, play some nice music. Play some nice music. Some spread hardcore it open. Rap. What? Huh? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> So, but no, okay, but all right. So going going back to that though, um, I think that suits you perfectly fine. Just being a post-it guy. I, I mean, again, it doesn't matter. And what you're saying with like you know on Instagram, like you you see a lot of these pages where you know some artists are that is oh yeah their style yeah, of yeah. sketching and, and not to take any anything away from anyone that does that. You know, it's I've no seen it, some but, phenomenal but, but, artwork, but. How do you think they got to that point? It's the mileage that they put in. It's just sketching every day, drawing and doing it every single day that they've they've built that muscle memory where they can crack open the first page and no. bust out a Mona Lisa in no, like... No, I don't believe that. I do. Come on. <laughs> like, because it's on Instagram. It must yes, be real. It's true. <laughs> but, but for real though, like... um. You know, the more you draw, the the easier it gets. And then the repetition, it, it is a muscle and you do have to exercise it. And I'm definitely guilty of not exercising that muscle. I only just oh, recently got here. got back into it. I'm just like, ah, I haven't sketched for myself in months where uh, the only sketches I do now are for the production that I work on. Mm-hmm. And those aren't sketches. Those are quick thumbnails I have to bust out to get approved as a concept. Yeah. But I'm never sketching just for myself. The one thing that I love doing is, and you guys should just do this because if you're really having struggles of just like, well, I don't know what to sketch, you're thinking too much. Yeah. Use use a pen with permanent ink and just start fucking drawing. What? Like, because it doesn't matter. But it's like, permanent. How do I, I erase know. it? You, you, you lick it. <laughs> That's called ink wash. <laughs> and then now you've just discovered a brand new type of technique and medium. So good for yeah. you. Um, but actually, yeah. well, actually running off that, that's actually one of the problems I have is the permanent stuff. So, and not to say I don't draw with pen because if I don't have anything but a pen or, or which not a Sharpie, but uh, you know, one of those black kind of thin pens, a fine yeah. flat tip. Yeah. Um, like I, I use, I use um, these are just like from office Depot. They're just paper mates. And they're just like the flare, the flared felt tip pens from Papermate. I think there's like a Pentel stylo, like something oh, like yeah. that too. Yeah. So I'll, I'll use those too. And it's fine, like for doodling. But I think that's why going back, it's like drawing on Photoshop and inking in there and doing all this stuff is, I like that flexibility of, of, Moving control things Z. around. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> control Z and moving and yeah. sizing and, and getting it just right, you know. Um, so I was I was recently talking to my Uber driver on the way to the airport uh, a few months ago. You have a personal Uber driver? Yeah, I do. His name is Mark. Uber. <laughs> Mark Uber. <laughs> <laughs> but so this guy worked in um he was like a industrial designer. He designed cars and stuff like that for for movies and like he did stuff on fast and furious and jurassic park and all that shit 
Um, and we had this really cool conversation and it's something that I definitely believe in. And, um, like that's, that's digital versus analog Mm -hmm. and traditional. What, um, I was trained as a traditional artist. Um, and I only like started going into digital because of necessity for work. But the one thing that I've noticed between like the artists that are trained, trained traditionally versus the artists that are solely trained on digital is that the traditional trained artists are more decisive. Yeah. I think you have to be. And they're, they understand the basics. I'm I'm, I'm not saying I'm not taking away from any, any artists over the other more confident, like what we would call confident in their lines. Yeah. And a little Um, more precise. They might not be confident in the digital tool because I've seen that countless times over and over again. I know. Like I've seen, Artists who brought like used a T square on a Cintiq before, and I'm like, what are you doing? Hold down shift. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know You're... artists too. They're you know they're traditional um, pencil and ink, and they have a hard time on digital. You know, yeah. Um, which at the time I was like, whoa, that's kind of weird because digital's so easy, but it's not. You know, that has its own. Um, nuances and things you have to learn and photoshop and all that stuff Uh, i mean i respect all all forms of medium and where you're trained it real but really uh, that's just something that i've noticed is that the you know you'll see you'll see a traditionally trained artist be more decisive and you can learn any tool really yeah like you can learn photoshop you can learn how to draw digitally and and not only that but just like you know even using um, not just drawing tools, but, co- you know, coloring. And, and I'm always like, you know, painters, uh, always fascinated by paintings, but I'm really fascinated by a good um, colored pencils. When people use colored pencils to do yeah. drawings and stuff like that, that always blows me away because anytime I've used colored pencils, it always comes out looking like crayon, you know, like I'm a <laughs> five-year-old and, how do they blend it? How do they look at make it look so smooth? You know, it's, uh, it's, it's, but again, it doesn't matter what the, like you could use a crayon and you could still make it beautiful. Yeah, it doesn't matter what the medium is. It, it matters about your dedication to learning that medium Yeah, and yeah. how you apply it. I mean, even if you do like some of my, uh, favorite artists, like, um, there's this one artist that I, I super love on Instagram that I follow, uh, Wooded Woods, and she does like these really, they like crude drawings with like pencil and colored pencils, but I am in love with them. They're so it's the subject matter that I just like I fall in love with, and the the drawings are so goddamn charming. But, the, but because, that's part of the medium too, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's part of the medium, but it's, it it's the narrative that she yeah. she uses. So it doesn't matter. But I just think that it's just you can do whatever you want in whatever medium. It doesn't matter as long as it's it still holds your DNA and voice. That's what really comes through. Yeah. Well, what about like speaking on that? What's a medium you'd like to try? Um, is, there, is there anything left for you? I know yeah, no, I mean, like, so, there's still a lot of mediums that I would love to give a sh- like try, um, or at least do more of. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't done oil painting 
since I was in college. So I would love to get back into oil paints. Um, I just really haven't been doing it because of, well, it, you know, originally it was because of toxicity and like we, when we had a kid, I wanted to try it again, but then we're like, uh, probably shouldn't because we lived in a really tiny little apartment at the time. Yep. But now we have the space and I'm like, oh, I, I might be able to try it again, but but here, here, here's the other thing too now, that I've on, been quick, cut- going back to the the oil painting because I'm I'm not a painter so I don't you know but I know acrylics and I know oil paintings are different and I know there's you know they're approached differently and stuff like that but if you went back to oil painting would it be learning that whole new medium again or is it <laughs> more of a crossover like oh okay i know the basics so i can get it it's just i gotta deal with the with the nuances that is oil painting hmm i think i don't think it would be as hard okay as to say if i came in and oil painted like if we both started oil painting at the same time i'd probably have more of it'd be a little harder for me because you know well i i think what it comes down to is just like um basics and in drawing, right? Drawing, sh- knowing shape and form, color theory, and all that. Color stuff. theory, lighting. Um, if you understand those things, mm-hmm. which I still am learning, yeah. Like I, I'm, not, I'm not that great at it, but like um, I'm still learning that shit. As long as you can apply that to any medium, doesn't matter, right? I mean, even digitally, yeah. Like that was something that we learned when we were um learning how to paint in Photoshop. So it's just uh, different approach yeah. for each person. I okay. think so. Fair At least enough. that's my personal take on it, but I'm yeah. not sure. Um, <laughs> but we'd love to know what you guys, the audience think too. Um, this, this is just our personal opinions about it. Yeah. And experiences. So. And speaking of experiences, I mean, um, so you and I, we both worked at rough draft for a period of time. We worked on the show Futurama. Mm-hmm. And uh, you were there longer than me, but you were storyboarding. Yeah. But all the storyboarders, they all got computers. We did, yeah. I came in as a background designer, and this was the first time in an animated production for me. I had to work on paper. <laughs> oh, yeah. And and that, that fucked me up, but in the best possible way. Um old school animation people that that's that's everybody drew on paper yeah these these animation tables the light boards run run to the xerox machine um reduce 10 percent, reduce 15 percent. yeah so when i got came in um i've only been ever working in digital like uh, in photoshop where like i was real i got really efficient and fast on it i could just like fix whatever they wanted really fast and then i got here and i'm like where's the computer (laughs) that's right and then so i i won't forget this but i did ask claudia katz i'm like how come we don't have computers and she told me because it maintains a level of charm that we want to keep for this show and at first, I'm like, bullshit. You guys just don't want to spend money on computers. But I thought about it more and more. And I'm like, there's actually really good truth to that. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. And I, I, I felt like, you know, I was, I was young. I felt really stupid for being all like defiant on it. And, um, I was like, fuck this. I'm bringing in my own computer and my own tablet. Um, then I did it for like a few backgrounds. I'm like, you know what? No, like I, I'm going to, I'm going to play nice. I'm going to play with everybody else and just do everything on paper. And, um, I mean, yeah, God damn it. I hate that she was right. It, it was just like, there is such, there's so much that it brings well, to the, to the backgrounds that when you do it on paper versus digital, well, here's the it's thing. not as clean. It's not that you can't do it on digital. I think right. what it is, is, and this is what I guess we're talking about. It's like the whole medium thing, whatever. And you were saying this before, it's a medium, it's a tool. And I think what happens is people get too reliant on digital to um let things go you know and instead of because i came from the same i came at a when i entered the industry i came at a good time because i was learning the old school method so i did do storyboards and paper and two panels and i had to run back and forth to the copy machine and use post-its and cut out so it was all old school way of of storyboarding and so I really had to learn like layout and I had to learn how to draw and how to size things down and stuff like that. But at the same time, when I was coming in, that was getting phased out. So I transitioned to digital. So I knew both ways. Right. And the thing with, as I'm seeing now, it's when I used to get, when I used to look at storyboards back in the day, a lot of it had to be figured out. Right. So it was always like these drawings and perspective and, you know, backgrounds and stuff like that. I think because, and this has to do with other things too. It's not just about the the medium, but um, now I see it and it's like, it's okay to just throw in a grid. It's okay to do this. So you're losing what you call charm is you're losing that because no one's yeah. drawing it out, you know, or, you know, it's, it's not going to be seen anyway. So it's, you know, it's going to go to the animators. And, and so I don't really have to do that stuff. Whereas right. opposed to on paper, it has to be done. It has to be figured out, you know? Yeah. I guess what I'm trying to say is like, again, going back to medium and what you were saying, it's a tool. It shouldn't replace all the things we were talking about as far as color, you know, the um, shape and form and, and how to draw and, you know, and staging and all that stuff. And, you know, if you're doing color, color theory. So that's like why i think it's it's you were supposed to do it on paper you know because I, right. I remember the character designers were still on paper too i think the whole design yeah. team right everybody on design team yeah and uh um, the, the one thing that did trip me up was just like you guys don't have internet oh yeah <laughs> yeah but i you know that production i learned the most i did too you know as um, far i wasn't as there very learning. long but um, I learned a lot because it was a lot of old schoolers, yeah, a lot of traditional artists, and um, they they kind of put your ass in gear, yeah, and they they make you learn yeah. rather than like being so like, eh, I lost my file, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't gain access to the server, yeah, it, it's just you know just fucking get in, get your coffee and draw, yep, get to work, yeah, um, man, I remember I used to, cl I wish I still had the i had a big fucking jar of all the pencil stubs that i oh, yeah, yeah. collected what were those the um, blue ones the uh yeah those yeah the blue uh were they Stettlers? i think they were cold no no i think they were color race they were oh i think the, so the 
He's like photosensitive blue. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, I, but, but real quick, yeah, too. Um, I worked on. Uh, I was fortunate enough to work on with Rough Draft um, on the Simpsons movie, doing character layout. And I remember one of the first things they they had me do. It was like the initiation, right? Like, oh, you're gonna draw here. Here's what you're gonna draw. Your first thing, and it was a down shot of a crowd of people in a circle. And I had to draw two poses of them. And I was like, I, and it had, it was all on paper. It was the big animation paper and I had to do layouts and I, cripes, I can't remember how many versions of, of that I went through, you know, trying to figure out pose and perspective. It was a down shot. So it was like, yeah. um, but that was another job, like same thing at rough draft that um, it was all done on paper. That's when I did work in paper and for the layout, yeah. and, you know, and perspective and learning all that stuff. It's it's just Crazy. so weird how how you, I don't know. There's just some a different level of what experience mm-hmm. that you gain from doing something analog versus digitally. Because well, I think it takes um, more thought process and more problem solving because you can't control Z. You know, right? You have to erase, and at some point, you can only erase so many times before your you paper tear rips. through the so, paper. Yeah. <laughs> so then you have to redraw it, and I think that's you know, something that's, you know, if you're a traditional artist, it's, you know, you know, and so when you, when you were talking before about that, you know, your, your personal Uber driver, um, (laughs) how, you know, they're more confident and more precise with their lines. I think that's what that comes from. You know, like you have to get it right in so many drawings because you can't sit there and keep erasing and erasing, right. You know, starting over. So what, Going back to him, since you brought him back up, what, one thing he mentioned to me that I thought was really interesting because he was like he was a traditional sculptor too, right? Mm-hmm. He was saying how like seeing a lot of students coming up where they've never sculpted or touched clay in their life, they've only done things with AutoCAD or like Maya and ZBrush. They're good at it. They're they're great artists, yep. but they don't understand the actual physics. Where like you can make a you can make something, um, in any shape, mm-hmm. defying physics and gravity in in ZBrush, but do it with real clay, mm-hmm. and you'll understand why this doesn't work, or why you can't fit this engine block into this concept car. Yeah. That's why concept cars never work; they're just beautiful to look at. But they that's what he was saying. I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But like um. But I did understand that and I was like, oh shit, like it's good to know sculpting too, to understand 3D form because, so I currently work in CG animation and a lot of the designers, we all have to make like proper turns and orthographics of the thing that needs to get modeled. If you don't understand the actual volumetric form of what you're designing, it it won't work. If you're just like, uh, well, so those are the things that just... If, if you can kind of wrap your head around it somehow, it's like, try it, pull out some clay and just fuck around with it. Yeah. Try to get, try to understand the Cross volume mediums like that. Yeah. I'm a huge advocate for that. You know, um, like for me now, and this is something we've talked about, like I've tried things, you know, I've tried painting, I've tried sculpting, uh, which I'd like to try again. Uh, and I've tried a bunch of things and nothing's ever stuck just because one reason or another, I'm just, you know, overwhelmed by it or I'm yeah, just like the initial fear. Stuff. Yeah. 
but I ended up, you know, so let's talk about this. I actually went to a different medium completely. Yeah. And I went to woodworking and making bowls and working on a, what they call a lathe. Yeah. Like bongs and shit. <laughs> no, I haven't made a bong yet. Oh. Um, I don't know if you could out of wood. Probably. Yeah. Why make, not? You probably could. You can make a bong out of anything. That's... We used to make them out of old <laughs> tennis balls. That's true. That's true. I've seen it done with an apple too. Yeah. Um, but so for me, that was an eye opener, you know, because now I'm dealing with something tangible. And not only that, it's got, you know, I had to learn what they call checks and grain and all this stuff. And, you know, and I've had pieces of wood come flying at me at who knows how fast, you know. <laughs> um, but that was interesting, too, because when I started working more with form like that, you know, and having something tangible and 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 looking at shadows and, and grain, like I said, grains and which way they go and patterns and stuff like that. It was something I was able to kind of bring over to my drawings. Yeah. Um, and just understanding that. So it's, you know, I let's hear from you. Like, I would love to hear like two really different mediums you work with. Dave and I both work, like you said, in digital and then I work in wood, you know, as a, as a different separate thing. I'd love to hear just what people yeah. work in. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, so, and dude, your woodworking is amazing. Thanks. So like, I mean, it's one of those things where I think because you kept going through all these different mediums and then you finally got like, you picked up a lathe and you're just like, fuck this. I'm just going to fuck around. It was almost like you, something unlocked in you where yeah. you were just like, dude, I don't fucking care. I'm just going to do it. And then you just got into it because you were, you were just having fun. Yeah. It wasn't for anybody. It wasn't for a show. It wasn't for a convention. You were just like, I don't care. I just want to learn how to do it. And it was relaxing. It was just something you got into. And that's, that's where I think people get hung up on. Like, I know I get hung up on that shit where I'm just like, I'm so intimidated by getting started. Yes. I'm so intimidated by like the actual tool or the medium that I'm just like, ah, I can't do this. But, and I was like that before too with, um, with sculpting. I'm not a great sculptor at all. I'm, I still have so much to learn, but it's one of those things where I just stopped caring. Yeah. I'm just like, who cares? Like, this is the best that I can do now. I know I'm going to get better because I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah. But there are people out there who, you know, maybe not a lot of people like it, but maybe some people like it. Who cares? It doesn't yeah. matter. I, Don't do it for other people. Do it for yourself. It's funny you mention that because it's, it, it is true. And it was like, um, that, that I'm not that great of a sculptor. Thanks. Yes. I, and I just <laughs> want to make sure everybody, no, no, no. About the whole, um, not caring thing, because really when I was doing that, the, the bowl stuff, you know, I was constantly getting asked like, Hey, you know, are you going to sell them? Are you going to start putting them up on Etsy? Are you going to, you know, uh, you should sell these and stuff like that. And that's the one thing I don't want to do because once it becomes I a guess job, a job, yeah, like where you have to, you know, put in time and effort and money and all that stuff. And, you know, now you're on deadlines and trying to get it done. That turned it off for me. Like this had to be my this was my medium for my creative outlet. Yeah. OK. So when I do it, it's for me and I'll go through spans where like, I just went through a span where I got, I didn't even touch it for like a couple months. Right. And yesterday I got back into it. I had to clean, 
the garage and reorganize and kind of get back into it. Um, Sounds like a euphemism for no nut November. <laughs> Except we're not in November <laughs> yet. Um, it might last till then. But um, <laughs> yeah, so once I stopped caring, you know, and then it just became more for gifts, you know, my wife would just be like, hey, let's give a bowl for a gift. Fine. Yeah. There, yeah. There's six bowls over there. Choose one. Or, you know, is there a specific wood you want to use or something like that? Um, or, was, you know, I've had a couple friends ask me, hey, can you just make me a bowl for my fruit? And I was like, no, I don't really like you. But no. <laughs> um, you well, know. well, I got I got a bowl from you for my birthday and I fucking love it. I love that thing. It's um, we keep aromatic like coffee beans in it. Yeah. And like, um, and I remember yeah, you it, got just, all it looks mad so at me. so for the record, <laughs> Dave has made tons of cool shit, you know, toys. I got a awesome painting from him for my birthday one time. Uh, and Dave's always been really generous with, with giving me, you know, some of his toys and we've paid for some. Um, so I wanted to make sure that when I made Dave a bowl, it was going to be an awesome bowl. And I had this real beautiful wood. And so I was making it. And then this guy, I was in the middle of making it, shining it. It was, you know, probably one of my favorite ones. And this guy comes, where's my bowl? Where am I getting my bowl? And I was like, well, you kept posting it, all dude. this cool shit online. I know, but that was the special one. I had three bowls, like, you know, you and uh, well, I. I my... love it. it. It's fantastic. By the way, where can people go find your woodworking on uh, Instagram? Actually, I have a different Instagram for that. So if you go to woodbeard76 at Instagram, you can see some of the stuff I've worked on. And I've, you know, <clears throat> again, with that medium and, um, yeah, it's a different medium woodworking, but I still have those same, I don't want to say anxieties, but those same kind of uh, hangups, right? Um, if you look on there, you know, I've tried a bunch of different things and I always want to do, I think this is another thing too. And what you were touching on is I want to do, I want that thing that I do to be epic and huge and big and awesome, right? But we're not there yet. I'm not there yet, you know? Um, whether it's, you know, I think in the last one we were talking about things we want to do or, you know, I was talking about I want to do this um, career wise and and I wanted to do a comic book cover. But I know I'm not there yet, you know, but it it's going to take some practice to get there. Right. And I think that's part of the hang up sometimes and and why we get overwhelmed. And, you know, one of the reasons why a new medium is so daunting, you know. Yeah. So. But yeah, no, I agree. It's, it's um. It is daunting, but again, it, it's not about the medium. No, it's not, you know? Yeah. And it, it really is about, you know, the content and, and even the progression, you know, that, maybe that's something we haven't um, touched on because it's like, you, and that's, that's one of the reasons I actually do like Instagram, you know, because when I'm feeling kind of like, oh man, like, I don't know, I, stuff, this isn't that good or, you know, all right, whatever this is whatever it is i can go on there sometimes and look at my past stuff and be like whoa mm -hmm. you know like there's been progression like this yeah, is actually for sure cool that's I, I totally to do that all the time i like scroll past my old like pe previous years of work and i'm just like you know that wasn't so bad yeah yeah or <laughs> or what the fuck was i thinking yeah um no i've done that where you go back yeah. and you're like oh my well you know what that's not bad 
Yeah. Why did I hate it so much back then? It, you know, I, I, I had a lot of fear about posting a dick pic up there, but I did it and good for me. What? What? <laughs> and nothing. I got to delete something really quick. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll wait while you do that. Hey, Dave. Hey, what's up, Abe? Uh, have you ever thought about going solo? No. Why? Are you? Uh, no, I'm not planning to, but, you know, things can change. But if I ever did decide to go solo, I think I'd use Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout? Yeah. What's that? Buzzsprout is podcasting made easy. Okay. They will help me. Will they help me too? If you wanted to go solo, sure. Or if we wanted to become a team again. So if I quit this podcast today, start my own mm -hmm. podcast, I could go use Buzzsprout? You could. Interesting. Go on. Okay. Well, it's easy. It's inexpensive. And it's a fun way to expand. Really? Would you yeah. say that it's the best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast? I would. Oh. And if you're looking to reach all those major podcast directories. Like what? Oh, well, you know, Apple, Spotify, Google. Whoa. Those are, those are some big major podcast directories. And your stuff can get uploaded within minutes of you finishing your recording. Like, like minutes? Minutes. Listen, there's already over 100,000 podcasters that are using Buzzsprout. Like us. Like us. And me. And soon to be me as well. No, you're leaving? I'm just saying, you. I wasn't thinking about it until you brought it up. Well, listen, if I were to leave and go solo, uh -huh. I'm probably going to put a link in my show notes, giving people access to signing up for their own Buzzsprout account so they can get started on their own podcast. And with every sign up that they hit, they'll get a $20 Amazon gift card. So how about that? Whoa. My my podcast is already better than yours. Oh, you bastard. Because my audience is going to get $20 in Amazon gift cards. Oh, damn. Well, you know what? Why don't we just team up? You want you want to get back together again? Let's let's just let's just make this a duo. You, it's easier. Should we just keep on keeping on with the same art funk creatives podcast that we're doing now? Yeah, but listen, if you out there decide to go solo, you could just start with some gear that you already have and a nice quiet space, like a closet, like a closet, or under a desk. All all of these things are where I'm at right now. Both of them? <laughs> yeah, actually, I, have a... I guess kind of you are. Huh? <laughs> listen. If you sign up with Buzzsprout, there's a ton of stuff that they have on their website that can help you. They'll give you your own podcast website. They'll give you audio players. You can drop into other websites. You even get analytics to see how people are listening. There's tons of tools to help you promote your episodes and so much more. Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. So why don't you just hop on over, join over the 100,000 other podcasters already using Buzzsprout and get your message out to the world. Okay. How about this? Let's let's wrap this up, yeah? Okay. So, here's 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 a few takeaways, right? Um it doesn't matter what the medium is that you use. It what matters is that it's done in your voice and it's the content that you make. That's what matters. If it if you paint a brown submarine using shit, like actual fecal matter, yeah, but, but don't, don't do but that. It, no, you should do that because that was one of our creative prompts. If you go back to episode one, that was our creative prompt, the brown submarine. That's so right. we're still waiting on everybody to submit their uh, brown submarines. But but it doesn't matter. Like, I mean, like if, if the content is great, then who cares? Yeah. I mean, um, get it out there. Just learn, learn your, learn your, who you are by trying out def different mediums yeah, and you'll find your preferred medium and try and don't just stick with one. Like, you know, 
work at at different mediums you'll, you'll be surprised at how they cross over and how you can learn something from another medium yeah let us know how it works in any sort of medium i mean it, it could be even if it's for photography that's um uh using actual film mm-hmm. like back in the day or using a digital camera now i mean using those two are drastically or you know other example metalworking um welding you know sculptures um yeah bronze what do they call it bronze casting yeah i think that's when you um go into a tanning bed right okay and then you come out a little bit orange <laughs> it probably is but yeah so let us know what what you guys think what what's your preferred medium what what do you like to use what really got you hooked on drugs. creating oh, and, creating. and uh, no not drugs so uh how about a creative prompt dave I think that's great. Let's do it. No, that was the lead oh, in. Did you want me to give the creative prompt? I thought you were just asking if you wanted to do a creative prompt. Yes, we should do it. Okay, fine. Here we go. Today's creative prompt for this episode is anything done with mixed medium. Can be anything. So, could be anything. Just as long as there's like a, more a than mixed two. medium. Two yeah, more, more than two. Two or, two or more. more. Not What's more the math two. here? Two or more. more. Greater than, greater than, less than, alligator to the left, <laughs> two or more um, mediums. Yes. And if, and, the, and if you've never worked with one of them, let's see that. Let, let this be the first time you're trying something new. Yeah. Pre- preferably something you've never tried before. So that that's that's your creative prompt. And go, go do it. You <laughs> right fuckers. <now. laughs> All right. All right, guys. So thanks a lot for joining us today. Again, please send us any suggestions or comments or episode ideas for the future. You can send us an email at artfunkcreatives at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook through artfunkcreatives. And you can find me on Instagram at the ultra chung. And you can find me at oddly abe. And if you want to check out my wood stuff, uh, you can find that at woodbeard76 on Instagram. Yeah, and that's not just dick pics. Um, it's it's, uh, it's woodworking. It's woodworking. <laughs> Working with my wood. <laughs> Alright, guys. Well, stay funky and be creative. We'll see you next time. I used to play a bunch of sports when I was a kid, like in the fifth grade. Most kids play a bunch of sports. Because my mom made me. Yeah. Good times. I think she was really worried. I feel like we're going down a rabbit hole with you now. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't want to play sports, mom. (laughs) I just wanted to do theater. (laughs) I wanted to dance.